<clears throat> the throat clearing is a nice touch. Take me as I am. Put your hand in mine. Now and forever. Darling, here I stand. Stand before you now. Deep inside I always knew. It was you. You were me. Two hearts drawn together, bound by destiny. It was you, <laughs> and you for me. Every road leads to your door. Every step I take, forevermore. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Here's the thing. Okay, tell us, <laughs> tell us the thing. A gentle listener messaged me today and said she wasn't feeling so gentle. Okay. Because she raged at her 10-year-old. I think she said she... What did she... Oh, what oh, was the word she, she said... I, oh, I have to quote it. It was so... It was I screamed brilliant. the shit out of myself. No. Yes. No, that was it. I it was sc- screamed the shit out of myself? I screamed the shit out of myself at my 10-year-old or something. After yelling the shit out of myself at my 10-year-old this yeah. morning. Oh, my God. I love her so much. Whoever no, this gentle listener is. Anyway, um, and I was like... Dude, I totally screamed at my kids when they were 10. And yeah. she was like, oh, phew. Um, and, she, I think everyone who has had children knows what it means to scream the shit out of yourself and, and your then, children. And then she said, she was just telling me that that made her feel better. And then she was off to listen to a Chicago song. Oh, good. <laughs> so we thought we'd start with a Chicago song. Which is what we did. Which is what we did. And take us as we are, gentle listeners. Take us as we are. <laughs> Welcome to Hot Drinks. I am your co-host with the most... I don't know. What, you, what am you, I doing here? You are, I was trying to have a little bit. You are the... I am your presiding gay, priesthood authority. The guy who leans toward the peen. <laughs> brother Jack Coffee. I'm Brother Jack Coffee, And this is uh, my lovely... Uh, I, don't, I hate to say co-host. It just sounds like diminutive maybe, or something. Maybe, maybe I'm your escort. As my lovely escort... <laughs> It doesn't sound diminutive at Not all. Not at all. Not at all. Um, sister Latter Day Twain. Twain. And you can call me Twain. You can call me Sister Twain. Sister T. Someone called me Bishop Coffee the other day, which <gasps> I kind of like. Oh my god! And I wondered if maybe he was like a new listener, and so I wondered if maybe I had referred to myself as Bishop Coffee Coffee on an early episode. Had I? I don't think so. I don't think so either. But anyway, so I a woman that. can't be a bishop, but she could be the president of an organization. So right. I could potentially be President Twain. President Twain. <laughs> and you could be Bishop Coffee. Oh, that's nice. Maybe yeah. that's in season three. We get promotions. Or maybe when we start touring. Maybe when we start touring. <laughs> when we do live shows, we get promotions. <laughs> so, so, what, what is our you, podcast about? Well, so Hot Drinks is a podcast that's about Mormonism, mm-hmm. first and foremost, and right? What, and what fucking was like when we were mormon and right. what fucking was like post-mormon oh when you said fucking i thought you were using fucking as like a like a descriptor like what we, like what the fucking mormon was like <laughs> but you were talking about actually like like yeah putting body parts into other body yeah parts we talked a we lot about how horrible sex was when we were mormon and post-mormon well i mean you it's really, so horrible for me but you love it i do you're just afraid of like the before 
I'm a, yes, and yes. yes, I'm afraid of intimacy, <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> I know, and I know. the Libra moon's got me all in the horn. That is what I don't know if it's a Libra moon. We're in Libra season. I oh, think we just Libra had season. Libra okay, moon. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, but we're we're in Libra season. I was messaging a friend of mine who grew up in um, Wyoming, so he's like, you know, he's a little bit of a country boy. Oh boy! And I was like, what is happening with the planets? Like, why am I so fucking horny? Uh huh. And he said, oh, I. He goes. <laughs> He said, I, 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 I might have to pull up the actual quote because I was like, I was like, that was the most Wyoming thing that anyone has ever said. While you're pulling that up, mm-hmm. why did, was this Wyoming guy the one you reached out to for He's help? He's just a gay friend of mine. Oh, He's okay. a gay friend of mine and we were just chatting about it and, oh no, you know why? Why? <laughs> it's because we were talking about how, because September is in, in, in the gay community, in the gay calendar, mm-hmm. September is the dawn of gray sweatpants season, <laughs> where guys start oh. wearing, walking around in gray, gray okay. sweatpants, oh, okay. and there's a lot of VPL. So we were talking. That means visible penis lines. Okay, okay. So we were talking. It also can mean visible panty lines if oh. you're, you know, talking about that. But we don't talk about visible panty lines. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we were texting about some people we had seen with gray sweatpants who uh-huh. were quite lovely and about VPL. And I was like, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know what planet is in what position and what where, but I was like, I am fucking horny. And he said, it's just the fall. And I was like, is that a thing? Like he goes, yeah, that's like procreation season. Like that's when animals like would procreate because then they would be pregnant over the winter and then give birth in the spring. Which- and I was like, I don't think, I didn't know that was a thing. And he said, again, Wyoming boy, he said, I know my hormones go full buck rut near the hunter's moon. Oh, what? I love everything about that. I do too. And I was like, oh my God, buck rut. <laughs> and I think he literally meant like a buck, like a deer, like rutten, rutten for some. God bless the rutten Wyoming for some, Rutten for some dough pussy. <laughs> Those bucks are rutten for dough pussy. Um, hi. Hi. <laughs> do we have any women's work today? Wait, we have to talk about what we're drinking first. Oh. Okay. We used to do this a lot on on hot drinks as we would talk about what are we drinking. And I know. In, in season two, we are recommitting to talking talk about, about what, what we're, we're drinking. drinking. So what are you drinking tonight, Sister Twain? Let me just point out before you say what you're drinking, it's 10.51 p.m. Oh on a Sunday God, night. On a Sunday. What are you drinking, Sister Twain? Well, coffee. <laughs> a bit. A hot, <laughs> just a glass of hot coffee. Like at a six glass, in the goddamn morning. A tumbler. Morning. Um, a tumbler. A carafe. You you gave me a mug that says grumpy but gorgeous. Um, You're welcome. Here's the thing. My daughter bought that for me. I'm going to get vulnerable for a second. Oh. Ooh. It's foreshadowing. Um, uh, my son, who is 16 years old, he is my cisgendered son. Um, I feel shitty when I say that. Remember, uh, Why? Remember um, the Royal Tenenbaums? Oh, yeah. And... Uh, Gene Hackman would always introduce Gwyneth Paltrow as his adopted daughter. <laughs> I, I love that I should just so much. stop introducing my sons as the cisgendered and that's the transgendered. Fair. I mean, unless you it's know? relevant to the story, I it, think that's it, a fair it, critique yeah, of your of yourself. Totally yeah. irrelevant. Okay, great. One of your sons, the fifteen-year-old one, the sixteen-year-old one, the sixteen-year-old one. Um, uh, I probably have mentioned has struggled with depression. Both of my sons have. Well, all my children have. I, I know I've mentioned that my um, youngest son, Jack, did have a suicide attempt. Timothy has not. However, he had a plan earlier this year. Oh, it was I'm bad. Sorry. And so we've been, um, again, I'm being vulnerable uh, by talking about my kids without their consent. Um, but, sure, sure. <laughs> but um, 
I am finally, you know, I have my own depression and anxiety, as you right, know, and right. I work 60 hours a week, right. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I finally had the bandwidth, the bear with, bear with all. The bear, bear with, with all. all That's to, one of my favorite um, gay websites, <laughs> bearwithall.com. To sit Timothy down and tell him the deal, which is. I am going to t- start taking you through a nighttime routine with a checklist, almost as if I'm holding your hand, except I won't actually be holding your hand. Right. And it'll be basic things from going to the bathroom, brushing your teeth, right. showering, putting on clean cl- pajamas. Um, putting, and clean underwear. Clean underwear. Putting out a clean outfit for the next morning, turning off all screens, um, making sure the temperature's right. You're, like everything... Um, because his lack of routine at night is really fucking up his days Yeah, with his mental health. You know, I, so, so when I get home after this, I need to be awake because you have uh, to go through the routine. I have to go through the routine. Yeah. So that's why you're having a coffee. Yeah. I will just say, so we can talk about this offline or in another episode, Sure. but one of the ways that my depression really fucks me up is it limits my executive function like it limits my ability to make decisions about oh you know like like whereas a normal person might have 500 decisions they are able to make in a day Uh i might have 100 and so they run out quickly or i can't waste them on certain things and so i wonder if that's part of it that it's just he just is out of like decision making ability at the end of the night i think that is at the root yeah. Of it. The rut. So you're drinking coffee I'm because drinking coffee when you some, get home. With some oat milk. Because I'll be up for a little while and um, he knows, he knows that he's not staying up for me. He was going to be up anyway, I fucking guarantee you. Right, right. Um, so he knows that when I come home after we record the pod. Right. Um, that we are going to do it. Great. Yeah. And he goes, That's this is a while you're gone recording, that is a good opportunity for me to get all my stuff out that I want to do tonight, which is practice his guitar, play his video games, and I'm just like feeling Great. good about it. Good. What I love you, that. What are you drinking? So I'm drinking um a little vodka. You know I love a high quality taka vodka. <laughs> so ten dollars and thirty double K. Ten dollars and thirty seven cents for that big plastic bottle. Ooh, that makes I'm me feeling hard. A little, I'm feeling a little poor this month, so all I could afford was the taka. But I'm mixing it with uh, Trader Joe's just came out with a new pumpkin ginger beer, oh pumpkin spice ginger dear, beer. Sweet Lord, Christ so it's like Jesus. a it's like a poor man's Sleepy Hollow. Now, if you are a, if you are a subscriber to our Patreon mm-hmm. and receive our newsletter, the Navu Sexpositor, <laughs> um, in our September Sexpositor, every every newsletter includes a cocktail recipe. Uh-huh. And by by every newsletter, I mean the one newsletter we've sent out so far. (laughs) But that is the plan going forward. So if you are a member of our Patreon and receive the Nauvoo Sexpositor, you received a Mm -hmm. recipe, a delicious recipe for the delicious Sleepy Hollow. Well, I think they received a recipe for Twain Juice. Oh, And then we did a vlog. Oh, we did a vlog. You're right. For whoever is the – is that the level of Gary? I can't or remember. Your whoever gets the whoever gets the vlog. Anyways, um, so the Sleepy Hollow is a lovely autumnal drink that we like autumnal. to drink. 
phenomenal. <laughs> that is that it contains vodka. I won't give the recipe because I don't want to, you know, spoil it for the people that are right. supporting us through the Patreon. So Paying if you the big want, bucks. if you want the recipe for the sex for the, I almost said for the sex positor. Maybe that should be next month's cocktail, <laughs> the sex positor. Because Libra season is horny season. Okay, all right. I'm going to start working on that. <laughs> okay, do it. Um, if you want the recipe for the Sleepy Hollow, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/hotdrinks and become a Patreon and get access to the vlog. But so, but but I am drinking vodka. And Trader Joe's pumpkin, pumpkin spice ginger, ginger beer, beer, which it, is like a poor man's sleepy hollow. It really hollows. is. It really is. It's, so, and it's tasty. Maybe it's like not a sleepy hollow, but like a groggy. It's like a groggy hollow. hollow. Yeah. It's like a, do you want to taste while I we're do. talking? God damn it. Okay. So that's what we're drinking. And then let's move on to women's work, okay. which is our housekeeping. Right. For which, the day. Which is what women typically do. So what, what women's work do you have to cover? Uh, God, I felt like there was a lot. Uh, it... Also has to do with vulnerability. Okay. Last week, and I'm not giving a single shred of detail. Okay. I had some incredible sexual experiences that were emotionally connected and fun and uh no like um awkwardness. And I know that sex can still be good with awkwardness, but there wasn't like the awkwardness like I don't know about this yeah. kind of awkwardness. Okay. And so what that means is today I ate a Big Mac and a, a big giant bag, a big giant bag that you're supposed to share with your family because it says family on it <laughs> of M&M's. Oh, because just plain M&M's? I love plain M&M's. You deserve better than that. <laughs> plain M&M's? I'm just simple like Martha Stewart. Okay. <laughs> Uh, well, congratulations. Thank I, you. too, had some wonderful sex this week with myself. No, <laughs> just no. Sister <laughs> Twink, I'm so face. excited. Um, so one bit of uh, women's work that I want to share that really doesn't matter to any of you, but Sister Twink walked into my house today and she said, oh, fuck, it's going to be cold in your house for the next six months, isn't it? <laughs> because during the winter, I don't run my heat very often because, A, I like it cold. I like being, like, under a blanket and getting all cozy. Yeah. And B, I'm really cheap and really poor, yeah. and I don't want to pay the gas bill. But doesn't the tip of your nose get so cold that you can't <gasps> I sleep? I love it. I oh. love it. No, I just like I woke up this morning, um, and I and and I had left my windows open last night, and it was rainy last night, uh-huh. and I woke up this morning, and it was so cold in my room, and I was like huddled under my blanket with just a tiny little bit of my face poking out. Mm. It's my f- most favorite thing on earth. Good. So anyway, I'm so, so happy for you. So that's the other women's work because I'm too of joy I'm life. too poor to pay my gas bill. <laughs> and so it's I like literally have a window open right now and it's probably fifty degrees outside. God damn it. <laughs> so Sister um, Twain is preparing for the cold <laughs> I know. the cold, cold season at Brother Coffee's house. I, I'm gonna have to start layering. Maybe I'll pull my garments back out. Oh, I mean, wear they're a few nice. layers the of longer those. ones. Just kidding. I, I mean, don't I have still a, have them. I have a lot of lovely blankets. I, I know I'm lovely kidding. quilts. Um I think the only other thing that we should say is it's a new month. Well, yes. it's in two days, it'll be October. Right. And that means new shit is going on for our Patreons. Yes. For our Patrons. So if you have not subscribed to Patreon, now's your chance. And so um, should we tell them what the tiers are now or let's do it at the end? Let's do it. Let's do a little recap at the end of the tiers. Okay. Let's take a break now. Yeah. And then we're, we're trying something new tonight. We're not doing a top five and we don't have a guest. So we're going to try something new. I'm really excited. And we're going to introduce it after the break. So let's take a little break. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay.
we're back. Did you guys hear that? No, it was right before, right after I hit record. Sister Twain, what did you just say? I'm so cozy with my candy corns. Sister Twain is wrapped in a blanket that was made for me by my mother. Oh, yeah, this will be. Okay, so this is going to be the what I found in Brother Twain's house today. Yeah. This is a blanket covered in candy corns that on the front side is all pumpkins that my mother made for me. And it's so cute. It's so cute and so sweet that my mom made this for me. It is. Because she knows I love pumpkins and she knows I love candy corn. So if you want to see the pumpkin candy corn blanket, just follow us on Instagram at hotdrinks.com. It was sweet of her, even though we're a little bit mad at her right now. We are, although I saw her this week. So well, we're, we've we've done a little mending. But yeah. anyway. Blah, blah, blah. So, <laughs> so as you all know, the curriculum in the Sunday school of Twaint and Coffee this week is the Articles of Twaint. So the new segment that we are introducing is is really a chance to study and explore and really just dive into the words of the Articles of Twaint. So How many are there? Well, there are 13, I imagine. <laughs> and let me just tell the gentle listeners, when you heard Brother Coffee say, as you know, this week in Sunday school... You didn't miss anything. We are literally just now bringing right, this up. Right, we're, we're pretending that you already knew that. You didn't. <laughs> we're just telling you now. So we've decided to do a new segment, um, and it's called The Articles of Twain. Yes. We are going to – it will be 13 segments, apparently. Yeah. Over the course of who knows how long. Could go into season three. We it don't know. Could. I mean, it also could cover all 12 months of this year yeah. for season two. two. And then maybe we do an extra for New Year's Eve. Maybe. We have so many good ideas, right? We do. You Just guys. Just to spur that. It's amazing. <laughs> you guys. You guys. So we are going to cover the articles of Twain. We're not going to go in order. We don't want to start right. with number one and go to number We're 13. We're going to mix it up. We're going to mix it up. Um, but we want to just dig it. So basically, what what if you were to describe the articles of Twain as a concept, what are the articles of Twain to you, Sister Twain? They are the things that uh, those of us here at Hot Drinks, right. the whole team, I speak right. for the whole team. For Cindy, <laughs> for Gary, for all the team. For Brother Coffee, for brother, Bishop yeah. Coffee, Bishop President Coffee. Twain. Um, the things that we value and hold dear. And that we always know to be true. And that we always know to be true. Okay. They are the pillars of Hot Drinks. Okay. So I'm going to read you guys the um, article of Twain. And you don't have to because I'm sure they're already familiar with it. I know. It. I'm sure you all memorized it in primary. <laughs> so if you'll all just recite along with me, we're going to read the third article of Twain. Go ahead. Um, and the third article of Twain, as you know, reads, We believe that through the wackadoo breath of human emotions, all Twain kind shall glory in the truth of self-loathing and self-loving and wallowing in the wad hole of vulnerability. <laughs> Amen. So, there it is. That's amazing. Guys, that only took us like 45 minutes to so write. So, basically, Article 3 of the 13 Articles of Twain is the vulnerability article. It's really about vulnerability. Yeah. It's about wallowing in the wad hole of vulnerability. Yeah. And wallowing can be fun. Don't take no. a bad connotation yeah. to that. And and a wad hole can be fun. Oh, shit. Yeah, I had sex in my wad hole. 
just this last week. The best part I about... I had emotional sex in the Wadhole. In the Wadhole. If you guys are following Sister Twain on Twitter, you know that she had a, she had a few things to say <laughs> about holes versus emotions versus connections. I don't remember. Not necessarily versus, just both. Both. Yeah. That, you know, holes can be fun. Emotions can be complicated. Whatever. Yeah. That my holes are doing great. <laughs> that my emotions are complicated. So we, so we want to dive into this a little bit. Again, this is a new segment. We're not entirely sure what we're doing. We're kind of making it up as we go along. Yeah. So, But we want to kind of break down the article of Twain line by line as though you're in Sunday school. Precept by precept? Precept by precept. Line upon line. <laughs> precept. On, what the fuck is a precept? Have you ever heard the word precept outside of Mormonism? No. Does anyone say the word precept? <laughs> like, is it a legal term? Like, do lawyers say precept? Precept. Who uses the word precept? precept. But like precept. a 13-year-old beehive knows the word precept. Right. Because it's a weird fucking Mormon word. Right. I'm trying to think. Is there a word like perception? No. No. There's not Because it's about like it's no. about like a like a clause or like a thought, a precept. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Did the Mormons make up that word? If if one of our gentle listeners is some sort of like linguist or like studier of languages, I mean, which is literally what a linguist is, will you let us know where the word precept came from? Maybe it was the name of the hat company that made the hat that Joseph was looking inside of. Precept hats. <laughs> I got to swing by brother Precept's house to pick up my new silk hat for in, for in which to read my seer stone for it is bright outside. <laughs> That was a very um That was my impression of Joseph last, Smith. Last podcast on the left it moment. It was a little bit. I but, hate but when but those no, motherfuckers but do no, that. No, you did great. Oh, thank you, thank yeah. you. Um did did we talk about the video where Joseph Smith reads the hat because it's a cell phone? Reads the stone in the hat because it's a cell phone? Uh, I don't remember if we talked about it. Okay. But But we've posted about it. Let's talk about it on the brevet that yeah, we're Yeah, let's planning. move on. Let's move on. Yeah. yeah. We gotta get into our vulnerability um article of Twaint. Yes. And and like I said, we, we want to kind of go through line by line, precept by precept, uh-huh. and talk about what they mean. Yeah. So the first line says, we believe that through the wackadoo breadth of human emotions. <laughs> what does that mean, Sister Twain? So <clears throat> there are a lot of different emotions. In preschool, they teach us there's happy, sad, mad, scared. Right. And that's it. Um, but the great, the late great Uta Hagen... Oh. Who was an acting teacher uh-huh. and wrote books about acting. Mm-hmm. Who was really like who we studied at BYU. Um, she said that by age 18, every human has felt all emotions. So the emotion that someone would feel if they're like being kidnapped, whatever that emotion is. Right. You have felt that even if you haven't been kidnapped. Really? Yeah, because there's just there's all these emotions, right? Sure. Um, and uh, and I'm not an expert, and I have really talked myself into a hole here. I have no idea where I'm going with this. <laughs> okay, great. So <laughs> I think what, what what we wanted to say by that is one of the things that we really believe in and that we really stand for here at Hot Drinks. Yes. Dot LLC. Dot CO. Oh my god, we're not really an LLC, but. <laughs> At Hot Drinks headquarters is all of the emotions are valid, right? Yes. I think like that was one of the hardest things for me as I untangled myself from Mormonism to understand. Because when you are Mormon, you are taught that happiness is good, sadness is bad, like 
joy is good, anger is bad. And that's a very that's a kind of very simplistic way of looking at the world and looking at emotions. And that seems logical, right? Like, of yeah. course, we don't want people to be sad. We yeah. want people to be happy. Uh-huh. But it was very hard for me to understand as I was leaving Mormonism that that sadness is just another emotion and that it's okay, too. Mm-hmm. That sometimes you need to feel sad. Absolutely. Sometimes there is sadness around you. Yeah. And the only way to process that or deal with that or work through that emotionally mm-hmm. is to feel that sadness and then move on. Uh-huh. You can't just... You can't just immediately flip the switch to happiness. Right. And so I think for me, you know, I I remember my therapist saying to me when I was leaving Mormonism, like, in within Mormonism, there is no standing still. You are either climbing the ladder or you're sliding down the right. ladder. Right. Oh, you know, yeah, you're they either do moving that. you're either moving forward and progressing or you are relapsing and sliding backwards. Uh-huh. And I think there's and it's okay to to live in that space in between and to just say like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to sit in this emotion for a minute uh-huh. or I'm going to deal with this emotion for a minute uh-huh. or, or whatever and not necessarily move forward or move backwards. Yeah. Um, and also I would like to note how we recently talked about, I think it was in the top five ways to untangle yourself from Mormonism, uh-huh. how it is okay to be angry and feel rage. You know, we're taught even in school um, and at home with our parents that being angry is bad. And that's when we go to time out. Right. Um, that's when people say, how dare you speak to me like that? Right. Um, but there is absolutely a place for anger and it's a valid emotion and it is an emotion we need to feel to get to the next thing to get out of anger. So skipping over anger, I think, um, which is just tamping down emotions, yeah. just like you were talking about tamping down your sadness right. or, you know, whatever. Um, I thought you were going to make a masturbation joke there. Tamping? About like, about like tamping down my business or something. <laughs> well, that just sounds like you're like punching it. I know, really. <laughs> I mean, and if you're into that, if you're into punching your business, it's totally that's fine. fine. That's fine, and that's part of vulnerability right, too. That is. <laughs> so let me share because I I I don't want us to just like speak in generalities about these things okay. because I think like everyone can go download like you know daring greatly by Brene Brown and speak in general in generalities about emotions about vulnerability. Yeah. So, um, as an example of sort of this like feeling your rage and whatever. Uh-huh. I'm going to talk about my mother. <gasps> what? So did we talk about the Elder Nelson business on this pod? No. Okay. So I don't want to get into into it too much. No. <laughs> but Elder Nelson, the fucking prophet, yeah. spoke at a BYU devotional or fireside or something. Mhm. And basically said so many horrible things that, like, I could do a whole episode about those. Right. But the two most offensive things that he said were, number one, he sort of he sort of continued that PR bullshit that the church has been spinning that the exclusion policy where, mm-hmm. you know, gay members of the church were apostates and where the children of gay members could not be baptized was done out of love, mm-hmm. which, as my sister pointed out, is exactly what, like, 
your abusive partner says to you after they hit you, you know, like, well, I hit you because I love you, you know, like, no, we did this policy because we love you and we wanted to protect the children, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So he had a whole song and dance about that and about how, um, how that policy was made to protect children and whatever, um, which was completely not true because, you know, I know as a Mormon missionary, we were specifically taught to target the children of part member families because Mm -hmm. that would help bring the rest of the family into the church, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the other thing that he said that was super offensive was in one sentence of the talk, he said, we still affirm that marriage is between a man and a woman (laughs) and that that is God's way and that's the only way it can ever be. But then in another sentence of the talk, he said, the only reason that homosexual sex is a sin is because it's immorality and homosexual immorality and heterosexual immorality are treated exactly the same. So you are committing a sin either way because you're having sex before you're married. Mm -hmm. Well, that seems like fine and dandy, but that is what psychologists call a double bind because if you're a homosexual, you can't have sex because that's a sin. Mm -hmm. But oh, surprise, you you can only have sex when you're married. Uh Surprise, you can't get married because that is also a sin. <laughs> so like you, either way, you know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Right. Anyway. Right. So um, even if they didn't regard gay marriage as abominable or whatever, it's not something they facilitate. They nor, sure don't. Nor do they recognize. Exactly. You know? I mean, they don't yeah. even recognize it as real right. marriage, you know? And maybe, like, individual leaders might or whatever. Yeah. But as a church, they do not recognize – if you're a man and you're married to another man, they don't recognize that as your oh, husband, hell you no. know? Hell no. So, so we are saying to gay kids, like, no, 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 no. Like, you have the same rules as all the straight kids. Just don't have sex before you're married. And then the gay kids are like, well, okay, so when I'm married – oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. You can't get married <laughs> because your marriage is an abomination <laughs> before right. God. Exactly. And a tool of Satan. Right. So, yes. again, there's no winning. Yeah. You know, there's no there's no road out. Exactly. Anyway. So, after Elder Nelson's talk, against my better judgment, <laughs> I sent a text to the family group thread. And that's nine people. Yeah, there are, yeah, there are nine people on this group thread. Mm-hmm. And just said, I took a lot of umbrage with a lot of things that Elder Nelson said. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I didn't say elder, that Nelson said, I don't give him any honorifics, (laughs) but I said, um, but, but help me understand how you can make sense of this. These two thoughts, marriage is between a man and a woman. Only straight people can have sex after marriage, basically, Mm -hmm. you know, only straight people can be married, blah, blah, blah. And it started a little bit of discussion and people were trying to say like, oh, we love you and you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? Never mind. I'm sorry I brought it up. I shouldn't have brought it up. Um, I just wish that horrible man would stop saying these things that hurt people. And, and, you know, and I just, and I, and I, cause I, and I, the only reason I said that is I have sort of made a goal with myself that, um, I don't need to bring these things up with my family. It's Mm -hmm. not beneficial. It just causes arguments. It never goes anywhere positive. It just makes me feel bad. Mm -hmm. And then they all go on with their lives. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? Never mind. I should have brought it up. I just wish that horrible man would stop talking. Well, then my mother sent me a text privately, Mm -hmm. you know, just an individual text and said, he's not a horrible man. He's a man of God, blah, 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 blah. Didn't read the rest of the, (laughs) didn't read the rest of the words she (laughs) said. Um, And I responded and said, he is not a man of God. Mm -hmm. He's a horrible, wicked man. I said, I know people who have taken their own lives because of the things you've said. Like, I personally know people. Yeah. I said, I know 
personally know families that have been torn apart by the things that he've said. Mm-hmm. He is a wicked man who has caused pain and he has the he has blood on his hands. Yes. That was my response uh-huh. to my mom. Uh-huh. And, and she's And what was my res- what was her response to me? If memory serves. <laughs> Do you like was, how I put you on the spot? Don't you ever speak to me of him ever again. Basically, yeah. Yeah. She said, don't ever talk about him ever again. And I said, well, I'll stop talking about him as soon as he stops talking about me. Which was a good line. You that guys, was that was so a good, good line. I was like, fuck you. Yeah. I will stop talking about him. Oh. I was like, I'll take his name out of my mouth as soon as he takes my fucking name out of his oh. mouth. That line felt good, you guys. And and I wish you could have seen the pointing action that Brother Carl was doing just now. Anyway, that's um, a really, really good vulnerable story you Anyway, shared. then my mom cried and put my name on the prayer rolls of the temple on shore. <laughs> Um, and worried about me. But my point is, it's okay for me to feel that rage. Well, and, and uh, let me, let, I guess I didn't kind of wrap up the story, but what I said to her after that, oh, so so I said that. I'll stop talking about him when he stops talking about me. And she said, um, she said, I hope someday you can let go of all this rage and anger you feel oh because God. it's not serving you and it's not serving anybody else. <sighs> That's a fun statement. And what I said to her, what I said back was, I'm sorry what I'm saying is hurting you, but please know that the anger and the rage that I feel is the anger and the rage that has been directed at me my whole life. Like the the anger that I'm lashing out at you with is Uh because of the pain. The pain that I'm lashing out at you with is because of the pain that I have felt my whole life from men like Nelson Mm -hmm. who have told me, that I'm not good enough and that I'm not worth it and that uh-huh. I don't belong uh-huh. and that I don't have a place in this world right. and that I'm a tool of Satan. Right. So pardon me if that if my pain is spilling out and afflicting you, mm-hmm. but that's where this is coming from. Mm-hmm. So I tell that whole big long 17-minute story <laughs> to say <laughs> that your emotions are okay. Yeah. Like it's okay for you to be angry mm-hmm. and you're – and your Mormon friends and family will probably tell you that it's not, you know. And, it, and in fact, my mom has said to me before when I've tried to kind of express this idea to her, she said, well, why would anyone want to feel angry? Why, why is that a good thing to feel oh angry? God. And I just said, because sometimes there are things to be angry that about. some fucked up mentality there. Like sometimes there are things to, like I am angry because my childhood and my youth was taken from me by a bunch of fucking old white men who told me I was a piece of shit yeah. for the first 35 and then, years and of my life. And if you ever wanted to experience a modicum of joy or pleasure, it was, you it were, was evil. You were, uh, what's the word they like to use? Um, Tool of Satan? Not, not, not abomination, uh, but a perversion. A perversion, yeah. 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 So, so pardon me for being angry about that, yeah. you know, but... Anyway, but I, I think like there is there is power in anger and and not that we should live in anger, like not that we should build a townhouse in anger town, <laughs> but like sometimes you have to like you got to live with that anger and you have to process that anger and that's okay. You have to because if you don't, it gets buried and it grows and then you might it might manifest physically or it might manifest as Rage towards someone you love, and I'm definitely speaking from experience. <laughs> and a friend of mine, a friend of ours, who is going to be a, a gentle listener on the pod soon, 
describes it as like it's like a nuclear reactor like it's not about like there's a there's a term in kind of the post-mormon world of like your shelf breaking mm-hmm. you know uh-huh. the final thing the final thing that you learn that you put on your shelf of uh-huh. facts of, about mormonism that caused the shelf that caused the shelf to break yeah and he's always said he has said to me like i don't love that metaphor of the shelf breaking because he's like really to me it's like you're shoving more like nuclear material inside the reactor oh, it's not just so a, good it's not just a symbol like crack crack crumble oh oh, sh- no. oh shit the oh, shelf darn broke it. it's like you continually shove these things deep down inside and then one day it's just like explodes yeah. in like a mushroom cloud of rage oh, and yeah. anger and passion. and sometimes it explodes before you've left the church or if you if you never leave the church and you don't understand that it explodes for that reason and sometimes when it explodes it's like it's like come, just shoot. <laughs> I knew it was just coming. I knew it was coming. Cum, I knew it was C U M M I N G. Right on your face. Yeah, I love it. Do uh, you love it? I do. Would you rather have it on your face or like in your mouth or like on your tits? Like where do you want the come to come? So if you come on my tits or my chest or my tummy. Don't say you, because that makes it sound like it's me. You, if one You if wouldn't one, be able to. If one comes on my tits. If one were to come upon If one would drink a cordial uh, and would come upon my tits. The if they didn't get up to like clean up immediately, because sometimes they do, right? Um, and they just kind of were like staring at me and breathing, catching their breath. I'd play with it because they would think that's hot. Like you'd play with the cum that's yeah. on your tits, yeah, okay. stringy, sticky cum. Yeah, um, I, I like it in my mouth though. Okay. One of the sex things that happened to me this week was we were doing it in the vagina. Right. And right before, like, came- what you were doing? What you were playing parcheesi inside the vagina? <laughs> You say we were doing it in the vagina. What does that mean? We were knitting stockings. Doing a pour over coffee. We were we uh, were doing it, making a pour over. And coffee. right before he came, he goes, "I want to come in your mouth." And I love it when they do that. They pull out and then like basically straddle my face and put their dick in my mouth, and, oh. and then I just swallow it away. Fucking Libra season. Licking it up. Now that might sound <laughs> anti-feminist that I love it when they straddle my no. face and put their dick in my mouth. No. Um, but if that is not something you enjoy. That's fine. But we have a workshop this summer. (laughs) It's a three-part... It's a no. three-part series. No. Costs ninety dollars for three uh, one-hour training we need sessions. To do, but what I was thinking, we need to do a whole episode on how um, when there's trust and consent, all of the social taboos can go and stay outside of the bedroom. And you can do some crazy shit in the bedroom. I that- think that's the seventh article of Twain. <laughs> So. We believe in the gift of tongues. <laughs> Is that really the seventh? Did I really I get it no right? Idea. I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's take a break. Let's and then I want, I want to say uh, some thoughts that I have about the story with your mom. About precepts? About lines upon lines and precepts on precepts? About Mary Jo Coco. Line upon line, precept on precept. Oh, oh, we're recording. Oh, hey, we're back. Hey, so here's what I wanted to say in... Oh, in response. uh, uh, Response to your Mary Jo Coco story. Um, I always forget that my mom's name is Mary Jo Coco. (laughs) And again, we still don't have a name for my mom. Um, But... Anyways. If your sister is Sister Volva and your sister Twaint, your mom needs to be like. Oh please no, dear God, no okay. no no shush well, shush shush. 
<laughs> we'll go down that road another day. Vulnerable, feeling vulnerable. Um, so, Mary Jo Coco. I want the gentle listeners to know that I think it was probably like three or four months ago when, uh, you know, there was a. a I don't know if we were texting back and forth or if I had come over and we were chatting about a possible um, topic for an episode. And I said, someone wants to know kind of like what our relationship is like with our parents since we left the church. And you were like, oh, I am not ready for that. And so we kind of twisted it into the ways we've disappointed our parents. Oh, right, right, right. Instead of... Here's how complicated my relationship is with them. Yeah. Which is a little bit different, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and then the ways we've disappointed our parents right? is putting the blame on us. Yes, which is so it's cute. Turning the blame on Isn't us. that so cute? It's really about the self-loathing <laughs> that we'll get into in the next and, precepts. And so um and so uh then a couple other incidents happened with your mom and I said, Ooh, let's talk about that on the podcast. Like immediately, like completely uh, having complete disregard for your emotions in the moment. <laughs> and just saying, Oh, it's podcast fine. topic. It's fine. And you were like, Oh no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. So the fact that you brought it up tonight, uh, the fact that brother coffee brought it up tonight, gentle listeners is huge. That's why my reaction was as it was, but like it's huge. And there's a lot more to delve into. I think it would be fun to have just a mom's episode at some oh, point. Jesus. <laughs> Maybe for mother's day. <laughs> Let's do that for Mother's because, Day. Because, I mean, it would just, it would be perfect because I hate Mother's Day anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but anyway, that that was big. That was big. That was well, a big vulnerability I, move. Well, thank you. And I just shared it to say, like, because I think it's a good example of that idea that that there's there's a feeling in Mormonism that, like, your rage is bad. Uh-huh. You know, there's a feeling in Mormonism. I mean, that line that my mom said to me just keeps echoing in my head of, like, I hope you get over this rage someday because it's mm-hmm. not serving you and yeah. it's not serving someone else. Right. And I just want to say, like, I do too. Like, I hope I get over this rage someday too. Yeah. But this rage is also valid. Uh-huh. Like, this rage is because of, like pain that was inflicted upon me you know and you giving credence to it does serve you i think so too yeah i think so too yeah so anyway and i and and i mean i don't think for one tiny second that my experience of that rage is different or is unique in mormonism or whatever like i think so many people have their own rage sure directed at the church for whatever you know kind of trauma that they went through but i just think like it's okay to say like Like, what I wish my mom would say to me is, wow, I can't believe you had to go through that. I'm so sorry. Yeah. That must have been so hard. Or, I hear you, and I wish I knew how to reconcile it, which isn't, like, a perfect answer, meaning I still believe in the church, and I'm so sorry you're hurting, but it's way better than what she gave you. Well, or just, yeah, or to say, like, I can really understand why what he said made you mad. Yeah. Because it wasn't, because what he said wasn't fair or wasn't accurate or was or whatever whatever or, i mean my mom would never say or that. even just the this wasn't fair i can't imagine being part of a community that did not accept my sexuality yeah and and the way that i choose to love <laughs> that's a that's so funny <laughs> she, no one would ever say that you guys you guys, I'm sorry. This is a comedy podcast. No one would ever say that. Okay. So what's the next precept? So the next precept as we build our, our next precept. Uh-huh. Precept. You guys, I love a precept. I love 
I love when there's a sell on I like, precepts. I like a precept floater in my cocktail. I like when I go to the store and they're like, we have a sell on precepts <laughs> today. And I'm like, I'm going to buy so many precepts because they're on sell. I drove, anyway, I drove by a field. A field. And there are all these precepts growing there in the field. There are precepts? I'm like, <laughs> when you can get them from a field, it's so much better than when they're on sell. It's even cheaper than a sell. Yeah. A sell because anyway. precepts. Yeah. So the next precept is... We, so the first precept was, we believe that through the wackadoo breath of human emotions, uh-huh. the second precept is, all twain kind shall glory in the truth of self-loathing and self-loving. Okay. So what that means to me... Take it away. Nestle us up in your twain, sister twain. <laughs> it's we, a lot as, as warmer we, in there than it is in your goddamn apartment. That's real. Um, so to glory in the truth of self-loving or self-loathing and self-loving, what that means to me is to glory... In the fact that we're a mess. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it it doesn't mean we have to proclaim all the negative things about ourselves or whenever we make a mistake. But to glory in it, to me, it sounds like let's have a sense of humor about the mess. Yeah. Because I think that adds a great authenticity to your experience and by experience i just mean our lives right um so what do you mean like a sense of humor what does that mean so by the way what i love about this episode is this feels exactly like teaching a sunday school lesson where i like read the topic like one hour before church (laughs) like while i was eating my like lucky charms and tying my tie yeah and 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 your wife was getting all the kids ready she was she was (laughs) and then we got to church and then i was like what do you think that means brother johnson tell us more about that so what does that mean having a sense of humor about yeah. About our mess. Right. Sister Twain. And then whatever whatever they answer, I would be like, you ask right, someone else. Right. So what do you think of that answer? Right, yeah. right, right. Um, so to glory in the range of hating yourself in one moment or loving yourself in another moment. And I don't I I don't want it to sound like I am encouraging you to have to to play up negativity like Brother Coffee does do. on every single podcast. It's my about, brand. Do you guys know how much I hate my? Or I don't know if you know this, but I hate myself. You guys, it's my brand. I don't know how to let it go. <laughs> um, not necessarily that. It's just that, yeah, we're a mess. We're going to have highs and we're going to have lows. And to me, what it means for me, I am really enlightened and evolved, by the way. Oh, you are. Um, That's fair. But when, when I'm having a shit moment or a shit day or feeling shit about myself because my credit score's in the 500s. <gasps> Mine's in the 600s, but it's not great. Thanks for telling everyone <laughs> yours is better. <laughs> I'm feeling like that's really like vulnerable. But like if we if we talk about the amount of debt we have, I'm sure mine is higher. I uh, super vulnerable topic for me is my credit score. Okay. Um, but is to just understand, and this is where my my involvement as a human being comes mm-hmm. into play. <laughs> to understand that those lows or not so greats or messies, whatever. Provide contrast to the rest of the moments in our lives so that even if something is just kind of normal, Mm -hmm. we're grateful for it. Is this about opposition in all things? I feel like this is getting real Sunday school. Okay, okay. Abort, abort, erase, cancel. No, and actually opposition in all things is like one of the two 
precepts. Precepts. From uh, my Mormon days that I have taken with me as just universal truths. Really? Opposition in all things and that men are that they might have joy. With no before or after yeah. clause, bef- you know, right. attached. But anyway, men glorying. Are, men are that they might have guilt-filled and shameful joy <laughs> as they feel shitty about all the wanting the things that they want. You mean fell shitty? Fell as they fell <laughs> shitty. But here's the thing. Glorying, glorying in the mess is having a sense of humor when your daughter knocks over the bowl of cake batter instead of screaming at her which is what i did once <laughs> did, upon a time oh it's like um, this happened tonight <laughs> wait i could have had cake tonight is that what you're telling me um and, or just understanding that when we pull ourselves up from those low moments there's a better moment right around the corner like yeah. probably in just a couple of moments yeah you know um i think it's so, super complicated because we you know, in Mormonism that we are taught that, um, you know, we're taught that we always have to find like the better thing or the higher thing or the more, the happier moment or whatever. And mm-hmm. I think, and we're taught that, that, that we always need to be improving. Constantly we need improving. To be fixing things. Well, I think the be... Relief Society used to be called like the Improvement Society or something like that. Yeah, I think so. Someone will era. tell us. Someone anyway, will tell someone us. Will tell us. Oh, yeah. the Improvement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The young women. Yeah. Constant improvement. Like I remember, so when I first left the church, one of the things that I had to really work through in therapy was like I could not go to bed if the dishes were not all in the dishwasher. And I could not, like I I was physically unable to take a nap because to me like taking a nap was wasteful and, um, and was like slothful or, you know, or whatever. Like I... I was so fixated. I mean, I remember when I, when I, shortly after I left the church, I had, you know, I would, every Sunday I would set goals for the week ahead and I had to-do lists and I had checklists and I had, um, and I had, you know, apps on my phone that were tracking how much water I was drinking and how much sleep I was getting and Uh if I was achieving my goals and how much exercise I was getting. Like I was, I was, I was, I was, I was uh, tracking every single little bitty, little bitty thing about my life. And I think. And I think that came from totally from this idea of like you always have to be improving, yeah. like always, always be doing better. The young women had personal progress, right? Which right. we really, if we were doing it right, we were constantly working on a little bit at it all and, the time. And like nothing, you know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to like set goals or make yourself better. But I think I had to really like teach myself that like it's okay sometimes to just like go to bed with a messy kitchen uh-huh. because you're just tired yeah. and you don't care and the kitchen's yeah. going to still be there tomorrow mm-hmm. and you can clean it tomorrow when you feel yeah. better. Or, you know, I think I really had to teach myself that like I could take a nap and it didn't have to like serve a purpose. Right. It didn't have to be like, well, I've earned this nap because I was up till this time last night and I was up till this time the night before. Yeah. It was really just like, no, I'm just tired. I yeah. just want to lay down and take a nap. Yeah. And uh, I, you can be tired. It doesn't matter what you did the moment before earlier in the day, the day before, you can just accept the moment and it, the, whatever you are in that moment is okay. It's fine. Yeah. 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 Um, let's take an interlude and then wrap up with the last precept because it's like almost midnight. Oh my God. Precepts. (laughs) 
We're back. The final line. And what if I did the whole show in a robot voice? <laughs> My son Timothy did that once when he was like four. He was like, I, I am a robot. I, he's like, hi, hi, I'm an alien and I'm a nerd. Hello, hello, hi, hi. It was my favorite thing ever. You guys, I haven't even had that much to drink tonight. Because of the last podcast, I had a lot to drink. And I, by the end of it, I was like, yeah, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. <laughs> so you sounded like Marlon Brando. <laughs> so tonight, I was like, I'm just going to have one drink. I'm trying to pull it together. But I still think the robot voice is funny. <laughs> so the final line or precept is... I just want to point out... Uh-oh. That in one of our breaks, we were like, where is that precept song come from? And we Googled it. Where where does it come from? And it's from Saturday's Warrior. <laughs> where is it and it's from? when Jimmy, who for sure takes it up the butt now, was <laughs> talking to his sister. What's her name? Do you remember? Pam? Pam sounds right. She's in a wheelchair. You guys, it's so fucking ableist. Like, <laughs> like Pam, like, why would God do this to you, Pam? Yeah. And yeah. anyway, then they have a talk about the stars lighting up the sky and yeah. how we can't just see. And Pam, I don't know what it is. And I, I really want someone who's like a linguist to write a dissertation on this. But you know how every woman who gets up in general conference is like, my dear brothers and sisters. Yeah, they all sound exactly fucklingly the same. Yeah, yeah, and it's maybe like- a Utah thing, but maybe they're from Missouri and they're still like... They're still like, my dear brothers and I sisters, know, I know, I, yeah. as I stand before you today, grateful to share my testimony of the Lord uh-huh. Jesus Christ. Anyway, Pam in Saturday's Warrior talked exactly like that. She was like, Jimmy, I don't know oh, where precepts upon, so line up, pump. Anyway. You know, uh, Lindsay Hanson Park talks that way. She's the one who, who does that Year, Year of Polygamy podcast. Oh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. It's not her fault. It's not her fault. Anyway, anyway. Lindsay, we'd love to have you as a guest. <laughs> So, um, the, the final, final precept upon precept, mm-hmm. as Pam sings it to us, mm-hmm. is wallowing in the wad hole of vulnerability. Did I already say that? I don't think so. Okay. Here's what that means to me. Uh, for me, just for me, for Twain, that's what is exactly what it means to me. Like, when Twain is talking about a wad hole, uh-huh, this is what she a means. A wad hole of vulnerability. What is I, this about rimming? Is a wad is. Is the wad hole of vulnerability I about think, rimming? I think you have to be vulnerable to get down with some rimming. Don't I you? mean, you do you for really sure. Do. When someone's getting up in your wad hole, oh yeah, that's you got to be vulnerable anyway. Oh yeah, and if you've got permanent hemorrhoids, <laughs> Jesus, anyways, Jesus H, <laughs> Carrie Underwood, take the wheel. <laughs> so, what it means to me um, specifically um, to Latter Day Twaint is, I want my interactions with people to be a what you see is what you get experience. <laughs> what? I don't mean sexual interaction. No, I know, I know. What's the funny then? <laughs> so, <laughs> so we went to dinner last night. Oh. With a gentle listener. Ah, we did. Our, our favorite gentle listener. And with CJ. Sorry, not our favorite, but one of our favorites for sure. And, we don't have favorites. And so... <laughs> I mean, this may come as no surprise to anybody here, but one of the things I love about Sister Twaint when we're, you know, like at a party or whatever, is she really forces me to like get out of my comfort zone because she (laughs) forces me to like interact with people and whatever. One of the things that maybe makes me a little uncomfortable about Sister Twaint is when we're eating at a restaurant in Utah County, Sister Twaint is like, Acting or asking our very, very attractive 
20-year-old waiter. Uh, adorable! He had, to, he had to be 21 because he brought us alcohol. He, like, brought yeah. the wine to the table. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So he was at least 21. Yeah. Sister Twain was asking him if, if he was a virgin. Yeah, I did. And I was crawling out of my skin. <laughs> and then Sister Twain would be like, fuck you guys. Fuck everyone in the restaurant. I just said fuck. You guys didn't hear me. I just said fuck. And I was like, oh, my God. And we're in a very, you know, very conservative town, you know, blah, blah, blah. So when you say... You know, like, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit with <laughs> Sister Twain. Yeah, what What that meant to me in my heart oh, was shit. you asked the little adorable 20-year-old, 21-year-old waiter. You guys, his name was Sage. I mean, come on. I know. Like, what a sweetheart. I know. He hasn't a, texted either one of us. He hasn't, which but, is weird. But, you we know. we left him our numbers. We, <laughs> Sister Twain did leave him both of our numbers. <laughs> if you don't follow us on Instagram, you should. But on the Insta story, Sister Twain said... Cause she, you ba- didn't you tell him you would take his virginity? I don't remember. Oh no, I didn't. I mean, that was. Oh no, that was oh, insinuated, no. <laughs> but, right? But but on the back of our check, Sister Twain wrote, "If you thought I was cute, you can text me here. Uh-huh. If you thought my friend Brother Coffee was cute, you can text him here." <laughs> yep. And left both of our numbers. Yes. And so far, Sage, the twenty-one-year-old waiter, has not texted either one of us. Surprise, he was so surprise. pretty. He had good curly hair. Uh, he had that good, like, golden retriever vibe. Anyway, it's the whole you guys, this whole thing. I've anyway, got. no. So here's the thing. So, um, I remember once, and I was still Mormon and married when I said this to a friend. Um, we had this couple over for dinner. We had. Uh, known them for a few years, but the wife didn't know me super duper well. And I said something like really inappropriate in, in the, in the vein of humor. Right. And the wife just kind of cracked a half smile and she goes, be careful. Like if you say things like that, I might develop a certain opinion of you. Oh. And I kind of froze in the moment and my ex-husband Gary was like, "Oh no, that's the correct opinion." That's <laughs> what you should think. And of I her. was like, "Yeah. Good like job, that's Gary. that yeah. like that, that uh, what I'm laying down is the real deal." Yeah. Yeah, don't yeah. So that when people do want to engage in friendships and relationships with me, I know that it's because they're really choosing me. Yeah. The real me with the shit that I that comes out of my mouth, with you the know asking the twenty one year old waiter if he's a virgin. <laughs> like all of the they're all part of the package. Yeah, and of course I, I'm an open book. Really the only thing, and I swear to God that I have a hard time being open about sharing being vulnerable about is, is my- your credit score yes wait i was, I was totally joking <laughs> it's my credit score i was totally joking oh my god now i feel shitty oh no no it's fine i thought you were gonna be like oh no not that my relationship with my mother or something like deeper <laughs> no it's my credit score i I'm don't want to talk about no it's fine should it's we do fine. a whole brevet about credit scores fuck you <laughs> um it is the one thing i don't want to sit and have a conversation about okay but I will talk to you about everything else clearly. Clearly, you will talk about like your clitoris, uh-huh. your 
your booty hole. Yeah, I will. Your your um, what are we wallowing in? What are we the wad hole? Your wad hole. We'll talk about your wad hole. Yeah, how you like your wad hole treated. Mm -hmm. But if we want to get to your Equifax, fuck that. Like back off. Back off. Yeah. Um. Here's what I'll say about wallowing in the wad hole of your vulnerability. I'm. I really feel like I've had so many drinks, but I've literally, literally had like one drink. So I'm trying to. I'm hoping I can make a cog, cog cogent, a cognizant. A, is cogent a word? Yeah, I I'm think hoping it I, is. I'm hoping I can make a cogent thought. So I think. So here's here's the world I live in. <clears throat> and I'm about to get real real. Oh shit! Where do you live? <laughs> Where do I live? <laughs> I live here in the wad hole of vulnerability. So for me, so much of my life was being rejected and maybe not maybe not outwardly rejected. Like people weren't rejecting me to my face, but I was not – like I was rejecting my own desires. I would – you know, whatever. Like so much of my life was about rejection. Mm-hmm. And I think like for me – and and I think for me, the real fear of vulnerability is like I was able, I was, when I was living in the closet and, you know, blah, blah, blah and whatever. And I was dealing with all the bullshit that comes with that. Like I was, I was constantly sort of rejecting myself and telling myself I couldn't have things and, and, and kind of in turn being rejected by the people around me of, of not allowing me to to love myself the way I wanted or have the relationships I wanted or whatever. And I think now my greatest fear and I think why I why it's easy for me to kind of laugh and joke about my vulnerability and about, you know, my depression or my mental health or whatever is because my greatest fear is that now that I am finding my authentic true self that I will still continue to be rejected, you know? That I'll put myself out there and I'll say this is who I am, this is what I want mm-hmm. and that I will still be rejected for that. Wow. So basically, you doing this podcast is doing it on a hope and a prayer that you're not further rejected. I mean, maybe, yeah. Like I don't I mean I've had this conversation in person with a lot of people that one of the things that's so weird about this podcast is you know, you we sit in my living room and we talk into my iPhone, and there and you kind of don't actually really believe that people are listening to it every day, mm-hmm. but really there are several hundred people that listen to it every day. Yeah. Um. And so I sit and I talk about my pain and my vulnerability and you know the things I don't like about myself and you know all of that stuff, and then and then you know 500 people listen to it uh-huh. <laughs> and then sometimes i meet those people in real life and they're like hi nice to meet you and i'm like oh fuck you oh, know a lot of intimate details about me and sometimes you find out that people are listening who have seen your butthole that's true that is true um her, how, let's see how many people are listening who have seen my butthole <laughs> one i mean really maybe just two i don't think a lot of people are anyway the point is the point is, is part of what we believe in wallowing in our vulnerability is, I mean, it sounds, it's all, all of this sounds so cliche. All of this sounds like a fucking Brene Brown <laughs> TED talk about like being in the arena and all that bullshit. Like we've all been there, y'all, with the, with the Southern accent and we got to be in the arena. Like you guys, yeah. I love Brene Brown. Yeah, yeah. But it sounds so cliche, but part of this like wallowing in the water hole of vulnerability is about like, being okay with like the messy parts of ourselves, like yes, you said, and being, being okay, okay being okay with the damage that's been done to mm-hmm. us, 
being okay with the damage that we allowed to have happen to us, mm-hmm. you know, or that we invited upon ourselves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just recognizing that like all of us in this world are just making it up as we go along. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and, and, and all of us are trying to find the best path that makes the most sense for us. And that means sometimes we're going to hurt people. Sometimes we're going to hurt ourselves. Yeah. Sometimes we're going to say stupid things. Sometimes we're going to offend Mary Jo Coco. <laughs> You know, weekly, we're going to offend Mary Jo Coco. Yeah. I did. I just want you to know that I did purchase. Mary Jo Coco has an air conditioner in her room. Okay. And the remote control broke. And okay. I bought a new remote control for her. Oh. So that was my way of being like, I'm not the piece of shit son. Because yeah. I just replaced the remote control <laughs> because for you your. you spoke ill of the Lord's anointed. But I did replace your remote control for right. your air conditioner in your Here's room. Anyway. Thing. When you can accept all the messy parts and really wallow in that wad hole. And wallow sounds like you're you're down in the depths of despair, but I, I no, I think wallow like a pig, like wallows. a pig wallows, like it means like kind of relishing, yeah, like, yeah, kind of relishing the messiness so, of it. Yeah. So my biggest takeaway for me personally of being okay with just keep talking all I'm gonna sing in the background. those parts is that if I get to be okay with myself and all of the parts of myself, I can like myself and love myself. And that sounds so cliche. You know, we're getting to that cliche, that final scene of full house moment. But, but also you can be okay with others loving you. Well, fuck not there yet. (laughs) Your face is so good. Did you guys like the background singing? Anyway, we're going to take a break. Bodies. Bodies. And then we're going to wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. If I told you that I would give you $1 million if you could guess the name of that interlude that we just played, what would you guess that it was? Tricycle. Lord Weasel. <laughs> Love it. So. Okay. That's it. Let, I mean, just, just to wrap up Sunday school, and then we'll get into kind of our final thoughts. Yeah. I just want to one more time read the third article of Twaint. <laughs> Let's say it together. All because right. that's what we do that's in Sunday school. That's what you do. School. You recite it. We, we believe, believe that, that through, through the wackadoo, wackadoo breadth of, of human emotions, all Twaint kind shall glory in the truth of self-loathing and self-loving and wallowing in the wad hole of vulnerability. Amen. Amen. Is, I don't think they end with amen. I just added that because I like it. I like it. Sometimes can we say amen? I said amen. Oh, I messed it up then. You fucked it up. Um, so that's our third article so of Twaint. We, during the interlude called Lord Weasel, we were like, what is this episode? What the fuck? We're going to get some feedback. Bring it. Um, you know, we're going to get those, we're going to go home and go, this episode was a piece of shit. And then we'll get, and we're going to, and I'm going to talk about how much I hate myself. Right. And why do I fucking do this podcast? And, and then why do these people want to hear my fucking voice? I'm such a fucking idiot. And then I was like, but maybe someone will message and say that was my favorite episode. But for sure, my sister's going to go. That episode is not any good. Sister Volva is already like, she hasn't even got to this point. She already has sent a message. Oh yeah. That was like. A Marco, Twain, Polo. a Marco Polo. A Marco Polo should be like, listen, that episode was bullshit. She's going to go. So, uh. Uh, the, I'm listening to the episode. I'm about a half hour in and I'm just fucking bored to death is what she's going to say. Oh my God. I really hope that that happens <laughs> and that we just fulfilled prophecy. And you so, know, you know what I'll do if she does that? I'm going to take a drink cup and fill it with movie popcorn butter. 
I hope you do. That's <laughs> anyway. an inside joke from our Patreon. <laughs> um, okay, so listen. We tried something new. We had a Sunday school lesson about an article of Twaint. Yeah, and then uh, apparently because we did this, that means we have to do 12 more. God fucking damn it. (laughs) So we want to know what you thought. You can leave us a voicemail on Anchor. Mm -hmm. You can email us at hotdrinksforthebelly at gmail.com. Yeah. You can DM us. You can slide into our DMs on Instagram. (laughs) Slip right on in. Um, Our Instagram handle is hot drinks. Mm -hmm. I just want to say that I'm kind of offended that no one has like sent unsolicited nudes to our DMs. (laughs) Is that inappropriate? Ah! You're kind of offended. I mean, I just think like we're so irreverent and we talk about like booty holes. I mean, I'm not, please, I'm not saying to send a picture of your booty hole. Is that not your thing? Oh, I love a booty hole. But I mean getting a picture of one. I mean, okay, yeah, I do like a picture of a booty hole. But, like, no one has sent us any nudes. I can't believe I'm saying this on the podcast. I can't Because for sure there are people who are going to take us up on it. I know. Anyway. Um, you should just warn. You, anyway, just send it, like, a disclaimer. Like, nudes coming up. Yeah. But As, make sure you make sure when you're on Instagram you set them to that thing of, like, keep in the chat. So, anyway, I'm sorry. What am I doing? What's happening? <laughs> you guys, it's the fucking Libra season. I'm, like, soliciting <laughs> nudes on the pod. You guys, here, if you are... If you're not a patron and you're interested in learning more about what we offer, if you donate a dollar a month, you contribute to our booze fund. That's all. That's all you get. You, you get jack shit. That tier but that's the glory of the, the sun. the glory of the sun or, or the, the celestial, celestial kingdom. kingdom. The next one is the glory of the moon or the terrestrial kingdom. For $3 a month, you get... Our undying gratitude for contributing to our booze fund, and you get our Dimitas episodes, which are short, periodic episodes, right. maybe five to ten minutes, where one of us or both of us will just riff on something. We had a recent one where Sister Twain had a heart-to-heart conversation with the Google, Google Navigations lady. <laughs> Turn right on South Temple. <laughs> Glory of the Stars or the Telestial Kingdom is the next tier. $5 per month. This tier gets you our undying love and gratitude for contributing to our booze fund. Access to the Demi Tasses. Our monthly newsletter, the Navu Sexpositor. Right. Um, which will contain some of our ramblings, some of our personal revelations. It's um, got our calendar for the month. Uh-huh. It's got a cocktail recipe. What we're jerking off to. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't jerk mine. I rub mine. Okay. Oh. Yeah. That's. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I use that like sort of <laughs> heteronormative male that's, terminology that's of jerking of off. What yeah. It was. Yeah. Glory of my butt. I've always liked the expression "rub one out better." Anyway. Yeah, and I don't. I usually vibrate one out. Oh, um, okay. Glory of my butthole or outer darkness is the next one. Ten dollars per month. You, All the things listed above. Plus, plus, you get our vlog, and in our uh, maiden vlog, we did a cooking show. We did, and we, we made a cocktail. We made the sleepy hollow for everyone. In the final frontier, did you hear that tear? I like it. Um, glory of Gary or the Hot Drinks Kingdom, $20 per month. You get all those things, the Demitas, the Undying Gratitude, the newsletter, Novus Expositor, the vlog, and a little surprise in the mail. An actual physical surprise. Yeah. Last month, we sent cordial glasses. We sent cordial glasses. Cordial glasses and, and a magnet. A magnet that said hot drinks. And that reminded you of what not to order in a coffee establishment. Yeah, that probably you shouldn't order anything. No. <laughs> Nothing that ends in Chino, for sure. 
So anyway, that is our Patreon. You can support us there if you... I mean, maybe you listen to this episode and you're like, what the fuck? Why the fuck am I listening to this podcast? This is trash. Yeah, yeah. And you're canceling your Patreon right now. Maybe my sister. That, that's what's <laughs> happening with Sister Bulba right now. Um. So yeah. So anyway, that's our article of Twain about vulnerability. Yeah. We tried something new and I feel really vulnerable about it. I do. <gasps> I feel really vulnerable oh. about it. Because what if it's garbage? Will people tell us if it's garbage or will the world they just be like, well, that episode was shit. Look, and then they'll I told just you, move my on. sister's going to tell us. She will. She will. And when she tells us, you and I are moving to Canada. <laughs> okay, great. Okay. Next week, we will have we have a special guest coming up. Yeah. I don't remember his name, but I'm very excited to have him oh, here. Oh, yeah. I don't remember it either. But he had some good ones. He really did. But he's well, going to be here. find out. But also, we are going to have a brevet for you this week. Yeah. We had a couple of great suggestions from gentle listeners about an episode, which will be a brevet episode, to prep you for the upcoming general conference which weekend. Which is next weekend. Yes. Yeah. You guys. You guys. <laughs> it's always a bad time. No. And I will talk about this on the brevet, but I always think like, oh, it's general conference. I don't care. And then well, I mean, it, whatever. And, and then, then by and then Sunday at like 11 a.m., I'm in my <laughs> bathtub. I'm sobbing. I'm shaking so hard I can't type on my phone. And I'm like texting my family and saying like, fuck you all. Here's I don't the thing. actually say fuck to Here's them. the thing. He's not kidding. No, that literally about the bath, that literally the crying, happened. The shaking. Literally happened in yeah. April General Conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and and like and again, if that was a if that was a one off, I would be like, oh well, that was a shitty time. Like I'm just gonna ignore it this time. Oh. But it's literally happened like every single conference. I always think like, oh, it's fine. I don't care. Whatever they can say, whatever they want. I don't care. Yeah. And then by like Sunday afternoon, I'm like, I've, I'm losing my mind, yeah. and I'm offending all the Mormons. Who love me. I can't wait to have a brevet about that. It's going to be great. Yeah. So anyway, again, hotdrinksforthebellygmail.com. Instagram hot drinks. Mm-hmm. Go to our Patreon. Twitter hot drinks. Send us your nudes. Yeah. <laughs> but only in Libra season. Only during Libra. Only Lib- for the when does, Libra- when does Libra season end? Um, Like, like the 22nd early- or 23rd of October. Okay. Maybe? So we've got, it. I mean, two or three weeks to get the nudes in there. Oh, yeah. You guys, here's the thing. Most of you are women. Are they? And I don't want to see your nudes. <laughs> I mean, I love I, I love you. I love your I love you as a feminine goddess. I love right, your feminine right. bodies. But he doesn't want to be up see your in boobies. Your business. No, I don't want to see the business. No. I don't want to see your boobies. Twain does. Have you is is Tisha's business the only female business you've seen? In person? Yeah. Oh yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I mean I figured, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I Tish. wonder if she spoke so special about that. <laughs> Probably not. Probably okay. not. Okay, I gotta if, go. If you're a male gentle listener, though. Oh my god. Anyway, you guys. Maybe slide the into fu- the DMs. What the fucking Libra season? And, and ask Brother Cough his fucking phone number. Oh no, I will give it to you. I will just, yeah, I will 100% <laughs> oh, give it to you. Oh no, I oh, will no, give I, it to you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, let's stop it. Bye. Jesus, take the wheel. Oh, anyway, we've Libra never season. Sang that. No, we haven't. Okay, bye.